Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken, expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. In response to the positive feedback we received from the publication of Chapter 1 of the audiobook of The Blueprint of Consciousness, we are now releasing the whole of Chapter 2, The Uncreation of the Universe. This is part 5, and examines Gurdjieff's symbolic Enneagram, an example of the Enneagram of the justice system, the changing of the law of seven, and the merging of the laws of three and seven within a diatonic universe. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening by Russell A. Smith Chapter 2 The Uncreation of the Universe Part 5 Cosmic Secrets Page 20 Figure 5 The Symbolic Enneagram Okay To understand why it was necessary to make a greater change in the Law of Seven we need to go back to the Enneagram. However, before we discuss the Enneagram's mathematics, let us do another event. We will call this event the Enneagram of the Justice System. You can put that at the top of page 20 of Cosmic Secrets. The Enneagram's points are numbered 1 through 9. Now, let us add the notes. At point 1, where the point meets the circle, put Ray. At point 2, put Me. At point 4, put Far. At point 5, put So. At point 7, put La. At point 8, Put T, and at point 9, put two does, one to the left of the point, and one to the right, as there are two does there. The doe on the right starts the event, and the doe on the left ends it. Also, put a zero inside the circle, below the nine as the circle actually goes from 0 to 9. Now, we need to identify the three forces in the Enneagram of the justice system. This one is a little easier than the Enneagram of feeding the community. We have law enforcers, law breakers, and law makers. Or in simple terms, cops, crooks, and courts. At points 0, 9 are the cops, the function. The function is always cyclical. The cops' equipment is taken out, used, and then put away. You can put cops, function, and cyclical at points 0 
and 9. At point 3 are the crooks, the being. The crooks are going to be transformed irrevocably. You can put crooks, being and transformed at point 3. At point 6 are the courts, the will. The courts interpret the laws and they are the purpose behind the event. They existed before the other two. You can put courts, will and purpose at point six. We have now identified the cops, the crooks and the courts as the function, being and will. Remember, if we take any one of those away, there can be no justice system. No cops, and there is no one to enforce the laws. No crooks, and there is no one breaking the laws. No courts, and there is no one interpreting the laws. Just anarchy. Now, we need to label the remaining points. The labels will be similar to the labels we used on the Enneagram of feeding the community. Point one is the workers, the cops. The cops assemble and the sergeant stands at the podium and gives out assignments. They call it a muster. Point two is the tools i.e. uniforms, badges, guns, cars, surveillance equipment, undercover disguises, etc. Point four is the investigation. This is where the crook is prepared. Point five is the arrest, the point of most tension. You are under arrest. Your goose is cooked. Point seven is the trial. The crook is taken to court, tried and served to the jury. Point eight is the conviction. We find the defendant guilty. The line of time goes clockwise around the circle. You can label the circle time, and put arrow marks between the points to show its direction. The event starts at zero and ends at nine. Memories of the Andy Griffith Show At point zero, the police station is empty. Then Sheriff Andy Taylor, Andy Griffith, arrives. Next, at point one, Deputy Sheriff Barney Fife, Don Knotts, shows up as the worker. Okay, fast forward to modern times. The cops show up at point one as the workers. They attend the muster and get their assignments. Officer Adams, you are going undercover on Oak Street. 
Dress as a vagrant. Someone has been robbing vagrants in that area. If someone tries to rob you, make the arrest and slap on the cuffs. Officers Jones and Larson, you will be on stakeout at 383 Elm Street. It's the home of a suspected drug dealer, etc. Then, at point two, they get out the tools they need to do those tasks. At point three, the crook enters and commits a crime. At point four, the crime is investigated, hopefully revealing a suspect, who in turn is investigated. At point five is the arrest. Up against the wall. Don't move. Hands behind your head. At point six, the crook is taken to court, arraigned, and a trial date is set. At point seven, the trial is finished and handed over to the jury. The jury deliberates and at point eight, reaches a verdict. Guilty! The crook is convicted. Finally, at point nine, the crook is sentenced and taken away by the higher cops, the prison guards. Okay, that is the event according to the flow of time. We will now look at the line of supervision. The line of supervision is the line of the district attorney. He is the liaison between the courts, the cops and the crooks. He joins the workers at Ray and looks into the future to Far to see what crimes need investigating. Then he informs the cops back at me what tools they need. We can't get Al Capone for murder, but maybe we can get him for tax evasion. Let's get his bank records and look at his assets. While the cops are investigating and gathering evidence, the district attorney again looks into the future, to T. He must be able to see a conviction, or the judge will not give him an arrest warrant. When enough evidence is gathered, and the district attorney is able to convince the judge that his case is airtight, we got him, judge. We have pictures, his fingerprints, DNA evidence, and we even have two eyewitnesses. The judge will agree and will sign a warrant for his arrest. Then, the warrant. The district attorney and the police all arrive at so, the point of most tension, and make the arrest. You have the right to remain silent. The crook is then arraigned. Notice that the trial takes place between So and La, where the line of supervision is in lockstep with the line of time. During the trial, 
The district attorney is there every day presenting his case. The district attorney's part of the trial continues until the district attorney says, Your Honor, I rest my case. He may rebut the defense attorney and gets to make a closing argument. But, as far as his case is concerned, he is utterly finished. The district attorney has taken the Enneagram up to La. From there, he goes back over to Ray and initiates the next investigation. The jury will decide the fate of the crook, not the district attorney. The highest note that the district attorney can reach is La. He can try the case, but not convict. The highest note that an Enneagram can attain is La. Embed that in your brain. You cannot make oranges. You can only make blossoms. The highest that an Enneagram can shove an event up to is La. We repeat, the highest that an Enneagram can shove an event up to is La. With the aid of an Enneagram, we were able to define two separate events, feeding the community and the justice system. Using this knowledge, you should be able to do the same with any event. Okay, let's again repeat what Gurdjieff said about changing of the law of seven. The changing of the law of seven. With this accomplished, we shall now embed our shovels in the changing of the law of seven. Note, a good place to start digging is in the octave of 168. Here we show a diagram of the octave of 168 with eight notes, do to do, showing three forces, force one, force two, force three, with force one at both does. Separated forces, even thirds. Octave structure, diatonic. The structure is definable. It consists of eight diatonic vibrations and three separated forces. Note, the diatonic structure of the law of seven is in common alignment with the three separated forces. This is the present state of the universe. We can answer the question, why was the greater change in the law of the sacred heptaparaparshanach? By deducing that a greater change in this law was required in order to achieve the present common alignment with all three separated forces. To answer our remaining questions, we must first discover what the structure of the Law of Seven was before it became aligned. Continuing with Cosmic Secrets
By deciphering the Enneagram symbol, we can find the next answer we are seeking. The Enneagram is a circle divided into nine equal segments, numbered one through nine. First, we will divide the oneness of the Absolute by the law of three, or three forces. The result is the pure recurring decimal, 0.333, which represents one of the three forces. Adding a second force totals 0.666 and a third 0.999. Page 21, Cosmic Secrets. Placing these results on the Enneagram reveals that the triangle symbol connects 0.333 to 0.666 to 0.999 at points 3, 6, 9. Now, let us explore the mathematics of the forces on an Enneagram. The Enneagram is a symbol that shows us the correlation between the law of seven and the law of three. It is a circle numbered one through nine, though technically it is a circle numbered zero through nine, thus having ten digits, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. In the Enneagram, the circle, which we already discussed, was our endlessness, God. Everything is contained within the circle, within God. It represents the oneness of the model. God is one. Next, we found the Trinity, the triangle. God went from being one to becoming three. Let us begin with the math of the triangle. In the Enneagram, the triangle is at points 3, 6 and 9. Mathematically, if we take the oneness of God and divide it into three forces, then one force, or one third of God, would be the decimal 0.333. If we added 0.333 to itself, it would represent two-thirds of God and would add up to 0.666. If we added 0.333 to the 0.666, it would represent three-thirds of God and would add up to 0.999. Technically, it never gets to one, even though we know that a third plus a third plus a third is one. However, three pure recurring decimals of 0.333 will never add up to one. They will add up to the pure recurring decimal of 0.999. It is interesting that the first number 
in the sequence point three 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 is what? Three. The first number in the sequence point six 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 is what? Six. The first number in the sequence point nine 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 is what? Nine. Hey, on an enneagram, those are the same numbers that are at the points of the triangle. Three, six, and nine. Are you happy with that? The law of three is represented on the enneagram as thirds. Via the math of point three three three, point six six six, and point nine nine nine. Thus, we have found the first change in creation. One became three, giving us the math of thirds. Second, we will divide the oneness of the absolute. By the law of seven. From this calculation, we get another pure recurring decimal. Point one four two eight five seven, which represents one seventh of the absolute, or one note in the law of seven. Adding the second note would give. Point two eight five seven one four. The third, point four two eight five seven one. The fourth, point five seven one four two eight. The fifth, point seven one four two eight five. The sixth, point eight five seven one four two. And the seventh, point. Nine nine nine. By aligning these decimals with the law of seven symbol, we find that the symbol connects point one four two eight five seven to point four two eight five seven one to point two eight five seven one four to point eight five seven one four two to point five seven one four two eight to Point seven one four two eight five to point one four two eight five seven at the points one four two eight five seven one. The points one four two eight five seven in the law of seven symbol are connected in the precise mathematical sequence of the pure recurring decimal. Point one four two eight five seven. The next symbol on the enneagram represents the law of seven. The oneness of God is divided by seven, which also produces a pure recurring decimal that goes point one four two eight five seven one four two eight five seven one four two eight five seven one four two eight five seven. It never ends. It goes on forever. It just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating the sequence of one, four, two, eight, five, seven. The decimal 
0.142857 represents one-seventh of God. What if we added 0.142857 to itself? What would we get? 0.285714 which would be two-sevenths. And if we added 0.142857 to that, 0.428571, which would be 3 sevenths. Add 0.142857 to that, and we would get 0.571428, which would be 4 sevenths. Add 0.142857 to that, and we would get 0.714285, which would be 5 sevenths. Add 0.142857 to that, and we would get 0.857142, which would be 6 sevenths. Add 0.142857 to that, and we would again be at 0.999999. Next, we notice that the first number in the sequence 0.142857 is what? 1. The first number in the sequence 0.285714 is what? 2. The first number in the sequence 0.428571 is what? 4. The first number in the sequence 0.571428 is what? Five. The first number in the sequence point seven one four two eight five is what? Seven. The first number in the sequence point eight five seven one four two is what? Eight. Hey, on an enneagram, those are the same numbers at the points of the line of supervision. 1, 2, 4, 5, 7, and 8. Amazing! The law of 7 is represented on the Enneagram as sevenths via the math of 0.142857. Thus, we found the second change in creation. Or did we? We will answer that question in a moment. For now, we will stick with the mathematics of sevenths. One became seven. Giving us the math of sevenths, which, as we said, has the first number in the decimals of one-seventh, two-sevenths, three-sevenths, four-sevenths, five-sevenths, and six-sevenths at the points of the line of supervision. That is, there is the 1, there is the 2, there is the 4, there is the 5, there is the 7, and there is the 8. Earlier, the numbers that were at the points 3, 6, and 9 referred to the law of 3. Now, we see that the numbers at the points 1, 2, 4, 5, 7, and 8 refer to the law of 7. Also notice 
that in the decimal 0.142857, there is no 3, 6, or 9. And in the decimals 0 0.333, 0 0.666, and 0.999, there are no 1s, 2s, 4s, 5s, 7s, or 8s. Wow! That is amazing. In addition, if we postulate that God is the Alpha and the Omega, the All and the Nothing, and that God represents a 10, there would be nine numbers, one to nine, between his nothingness and allness. The law of three contributes three of those nine numbers, the three, six, and nine. The law of seven contributes six, one, two, four, five, seven, and eight. Put the two great laws together, and voila, we get the universe. Next, we will look at the movement of the line of supervision. It goes around the Enneagram from where to where. From one to where? Four. Then to where? Two. Then where? Eight. After that, five. And then where? Seven. Then it goes back to one and repeats. Holy moly! Those are the same numbers as in the decimal point 142857. The movement of the line of supervision follows the numbers of that decimal sequence. So, not only does the decimal identify the numbers on the Enneagram, the flow of the line of supervision itself is that decimal sequence. If we start at point 2, we go 285714. If we start at point 4, we go 428571. If we start at point 5, we go 571428. If we start at point 7, we go 714285. If we start at point 8, we go 857142. Double wow! The decimals of 1/7th, 2/7th, 3/7th, 4/7th, 5/7th and 6/7th show the order of movement that the line of supervision follows. That is, begin at any number that matches the first number of one of those decimals, then follow that decimal's number sequence around the Enneagram. Is that clear? The movement of the line of supervision enables the line of supervision to coordinate the Enneagram from any point. All right, we now know the math of the Enneagram. However, as we said earlier, there is something strange about that math. The Enneagram is divided into thirds and sevenths. The law of three is depicted in thirds. It reflected the first change in creation. That is, one became three. 
check. But the law of seven is depicted in sevenths. And since sevenths are not congruent with the diatonic structure of the law of seven, the even sevenths do not accurately portray the second change in creation. Ah, right. No check. Let us re-examine the diagram on page 19 of Cosmic Secrets and see if we can find out why. When we study the diagram on page 19, we see that the separated forces are at thirds, but the structure of the octave is not at sevenths. It is diatonic. Thirds and diatonic, not thirds and sevenths. Thirds and diatonic. What the heck? We just showed how an Enneagram is mathematically at thirds and sevenths. In the universe, we see that the forces are at thirds, but the structure is not at sevenths. It is diatonic. That is how our universe is at present. Thirds and diatonic. The diatonic structure of the law of seven is in sync with the law of three. That is, the law of seven has notes at three-thirds, two-thirds and one-third. And the law of three has forces at three-thirds, two-thirds and one-third. The two great laws have mutual points of contact. From this, we can deduce that at some point, the law of seven and the law of three did not have mutual points of contact. One, or both of them, must change in order to have mutual points of contact. Does that make sense? We previously learned that the law of three had to be at thirds. It could not be any other way. Remember the magnets on strings, methane's tetrahedral shape, and salt's cubes? Well, if the law of three can only be at thirds, then it cannot be changed. So, if we wish to attain mutual points of contact, we will have to make a greater change in the law of seven. Eureka! That concludes today's podcast. If you would like a chance to read the whole book, The Blueprint of Consciousness, An Accelerated Path to Awakening, which is available as a high-quality 520-page hardback, and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains an objective exercise in awakening, that has literally awakened hundreds of people. Be free. Be awake. Be real. And realize your full potential as a human being. On our website, you will be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. In addition, 
You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under The Dog Teachings. And, as a reminder, we have two Zoom classes every Saturday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness. And the other is for those who have obtained the Master Exercises and the Double or Nothing Exercises. See under Resources, Zoom Classes for more details. All at the dogteachings.com. That's T H E D O G T E A C H I N G S dot com. Goodbye. Until next time.